pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Guess what day it is. Joe Reinagel. That's the third time in seven seasons. The San Antonio Spurs are the NBA champions. Jason Minnick. They go back to big day as Super Bowl champions. Dallas 52, Buffalo 17. It's the Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Hump day. Hump day. Oh, good Lord. It's a Wemby Wednesday here on the Blitz on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Menix. I'm glad you entertain yourself with that. Hump day. Hump day. <laughs> Apologies to Jane Slater from the NFL Network. Having a... Jane likes to hear some goofy stuff every now and then, I would assume. Lighten the mood. I love it. And these are good times if you're a Cowboys fan, right? <laughs> you know, they, they really are good times. So one of the debates of the day, in fact, the debate of the day that Joe and I got into, besides hump day, and how <laughs> ridiculous he looks as he's saying that, <laughs> it, it, the, the legit conversation about Micah Parsons in the MVP conversation, but at the same time, who's more valuable to the team? Would you rather, Jane, have Micah Parsons miss a handful of games because of injury or Dak Prescott miss because of injury, a handful of games. I think I would prefer Dak at this point. And that's not taking anything away from Dak, but Cooper Rush showed you last year that he's capable of winning for you. And if you're going to get all these, you know, points from your defense, I feel a lot better about having Micah out there. I mean, the good news is in Dallas, you really haven't had to see that, right? It does make me a little bit nervous the way that he sort of throws himself into these guys right now. And it's, you know, we've seen some of that short area quickness and he's just, I mean, he's getting past the second block and getting to, you know, some of these uh, opposing offensive players, but he is young. Right. But uh, I just, I feel like when you've got Micah Parsons on the field defensively, he makes everyone around them better, and I think what we're seeing from this team is you don't need 40 points from your offense. I mean, you could literally at this point put up 21 and still win with the defense that they've got right now. For me, the most impressive thing was when we looked at this Zach Wilson offense, I didn't think that they were going to necessarily throw the ball around a lot, although he had some great connections with Zach Wilson. I was more impressed with the run D. I mean, the fact that they held Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook to only 64 yards, that, that was impressive to me because we've talked in years past, guys, about that run defense being the Achilles heel of this team, and I can't really knock the defense right now. And no. then when you've got a kicker that's five for five, <laughs> you can sort of get by right now, right? 
You know, that that's what was impressive, Jane. And, and, and Jason and I talked about this all last week. I wanted to see the Cowboys get the football first and see how they would do. Since that Giants game, we really didn't get an opportunity to see the full offense and, and what they were going to do. And that first drive was really impressive, I have to admit. Well, I think it's the way they're extending drives, too, guys. I mean, we're looking at 13 play drives. You know, when you look at their time of possession, they more than doubled uh, the Jets last weekend. And I was talking about this on the NFL Network today. I think it would be easy if you looked at the Giants and the Jets not having Aaron Rodgers to say, well, how good were those teams that you were facing? You know, Daniel Jones and, you know, what sort of offensive weapons? Okay, fine. But when I look at their defenses, I mean, the Giants' defense is not terrible, and the Jets' defense is is a really good defense. I mean, it's, it's almost like a dress rehearsal for the 49ers. Um, and so that is, to me, what's really, really stood out about this team and then when I look at the schedule ahead, I'm, I'm, I mean, Cardinals, they haven't really been able to keep Kyler Murray upright. So I think, I think they're one of the worst in the league in terms of allowing sacks right now. And I think at least in the top 10, uh, the top 10 of the league. Um, and then after that, they've got the Patriots. Uh, we'll sort of see how that one goes. And then you've got, what, 49ers and Chargers. Now that, to me, is when we're going to so- sort of get an idea of what this team is when we sort of getting into when we start getting into October and then you really know what your team is in November. Jane Slater from the NFL Network joining us here on the Blitz. Now uh, you kind of just did it. We're we're doing it. I mean we're overlooking the Cardinals now. Jane Arizona has won six of the last seven meetings against the Dallas Cowboys. I just <laughs> <laughs> I actually you got know, through was, that with a straight face. By the way, yeah, I was I was looking. Uh, at this game, and I, you know, I thought to myself, well, for specifically the Jets game, I was like, man, are the Cowboys going to overlook this one? You know, you're coming off such a, such a high from shutting out the Giants in the rain on the road. You know, you feel like you caught a break without Zach Wilson, but I mean, the fact that they scored on the opening drive, and then the second drive of the game when the Jets got the ball, they sacked him. So to me, they're setting the tone early. I, I think the biggest problem with this team for a long time was they didn't seem to sort of wake up until the second half. And we're not seeing that right now. And so I, I find it hard I find it hard to believe that the Cardinals are are gonna ruin the party. But I mean, you never know. I just I would be shocked. Yeah, I think we would all be shocked, Jane. And it goes back to the Micah Parsons conversation. I don't think this young man cares who's in front of him. I mean, he's got one speed, and that's what he does. And that's got to be a little bit concerning, I would think, to a Mike McCarthy or a Dan Quinn. But I don't think he knows how to play any different, And no matter if it's the Cardinals or the 49ers. I just – I, you know, I used to have that edge early on in my career, guys. I'm sure you guys can identify <laughs> with this, too. When you just were the person that was putting your hands up, I wanted you everything – you know, take care of me. And then you start getting into the contract negotiations and, and long in the tooth and you start going, ah, maybe I don't want to put my body on the line like that. You know, if, if I'm Micah, I'm like, ah. Uh, first came in to that locker room, I found myself going, man, this guy talked a lot. And I don't know if that's a good thing. You know, like, do you really want to provide bulletin board material for opposing teams? But the way that he would back things up and the way that that locker room is sort of galvanized around him because the proof's in the pudding with him, I just I have found him to be incredibly fascinating, particularly because we, looked, we heard about all of that, you know, some of the legal stuff 
at Penn before he came to Dallas. And I thought, man, this stuff's going to – we see this stuff, right? It starts to rear its head again. He's not been a problem off the field. Mm-mm. He's a problem on the field. It, it's incredible. But he's turned into everything that Jerry Jones would have hoped for when they drafted him. Uh, great in the community, being a girl dad now, talking about that. Uh, I believe his, he's moved his mom to Dallas and, you know, just everything about him and then what he does on the field. And, you know, I mean, no surprise is the Cowboys were looking for a defensive back in that draft. They were they were hoping to get somebody not named Micah Parsons, but it certainly worked out well for him. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy when you think about, like, I was just even looking at, you know, the fact that CeeDee Lamb fell to them. You know, going back to week 10, only Justin Jefferson has more receiving yards than CeeDee Lamb, which is just wild to me because, remember, last year we were talking about CeeDee Lamb, like, is he really the guy? You let Amari Cooper go. He hasn't really seemed to step up. He even admitted that, you know, maybe it was a lot early on. And then ever since that Packers game and they started talking about OBJ, it seemingly motivated him. And so I just – I look at the, the last couple of draft classes, and it, we'll, still, we'll st- still have to see if Mozzie Smith grades out, right? But I do think when we were just talking about the run number, 64 yards, that's Mozzie and that's Jonathan Hankins in the middle. They beefed it up. So they have had some really impressive draft class here, and they've gotten really, really lucky. They have, although – Every time I think about the draft classes and I want to give them credit and I see a T.J. Watt on a Monday night doing T.J. Watt yeah. things and thinking, we took Taco Charlton over T.J. Watt, huh? <laughs> I mean, you, you, you can't bat 100 <laughs> all the time. Uh, that that was a tough one. Um, you know, I look at some of these other I still go back to Zach Martin and not doing Johnny Mandel, probably yeah. the best thing that they ever did. I will never forget being at AT&T Stadium for that one. Leighton Vandresh ended up you know, sort of stepping up. I was so glad that they finally moved on from Kelvin Joseph, and look how impressive that trade was for them in week one with what a – I still can't say his last name. Yeah, no, no, no. Just, just keep going. We know. Yeah, we know. I, We're not going to try I, it either. Uh, I mean, they just made some smart moves. I mean, even this offseason – the fact that they wanted Brandon Cooks the trade deadline two years ago, they didn't want to give up as much as they were going to have to, and then they get Brandon Cooks for nothing, yeah, and yeah. then Stephon Gilmore for nothing. Yep. So they've, I mean, you can say what you want about the front office over the years. I feel like they've gotten smarter, and that's why I think this Dak thing is going to be really, really interesting because if they can, can and don't get me wrong, I thought Dak made some really great plays this game. I know a lot of people weren't thrilled with his game necessarily, which I don't quite understand that. He's doing exactly what Mike wanted to do this year, which is distribute the ball a lot, don't take too many chances, but he takes the chances when they make sense. We saw him scramble in that game. But I just, I wonder if they're all using this for leverage when his contract talks come up, because they're going to have to have a blank check for Micah Parsons. They are, and so the question becomes when it comes to Dak's deal, who to this point doesn't appear to be a guy that's willing to leave a nickel on the table. He wants it all. You think about Patrick Mahomes and a quote he had today, (laughs) I want to make a lot of money, but I also want to win. And Cowboy fans are going to hear that and think that Dak should take less to keep a Micah and to keep everybody else. But do you think Dak will actually do something like that, take less? I mean, that's a good question. I don't think Dak is greedy, but he has a very, very 
tricky agent in Todd France. I mean, I was told by someone in the building how, and I won't get into the total specifics of it, but just how frustrating it is to do deals with Todd France. Um, and then we saw that, you know, Dak sort of betting on himself. It's a tough one. You know, and I don't, I don't think they would have made the Trey Lance move either. And, and I still don't think Trey Lance is the future. But, I mean, you can, at the negotiation table, say, you used to say we can't get Trey Lance to be a bus driver and be efficient. I still don't think that works out for people. I, 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 think, I don't think you should ever overlook the importance of a quarterback. I think it's important to have a guy like Dak. You know, when I talked to uh, Demarcus Ware, he said the one thing that stood out about the luncheon that he went to earlier this season was the respect that all these guys have for, for Dak. And I said, why do you think that is? And they said, because he has a defensive mindset as a quarterback. In other words, he's a guy that'll play hurt. He's a guy that, you know, sort of bridging, you know, he, he closes the gap between the defensive side of the locker room and the offensive side of the locker room. And so to Marcus thought that was really interesting the way that that stood out. And so as someone who's been around Dak since his rookie season, I, he's gotten you to the postseason here. I mean, have they won? I would argue some of that was personnel and coaching for a long time. Dak's interceptions last year were an issue, but you've now got a coach who's saying, all right, that was an issue, but I had heard this. And I think I told you this on the show last year. It was a lot of the stuff that he was doing at the line of scrimmage. And so now they're saying offensive line is calling out those protections. So he's not having to do so much. Jane, do you think that's why they haven't gotten a deal done already? Or are the Cowboys not in any hurry to, to do anything now? Do you think it's because of the negotiations or just not where Steven and Jerry want them right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think ultimately Dak has proven a bet on himself. And if Dak goes and wins a Super Bowl, think about what his market's <laughs> going to look like after that. I mean, yeah. Dak, think about it. Dak, every time he, he sat this thing out and he's bet on himself, his number's just gone up and up and up. And then the question you have to ask yourself is, well, in his existing contract, I think they've got him on the hook for at least, what, one more year? One more year, but it's like a $60 million cap hit next year, which means they, they've got right. to redo yeah. it. <laughs> they've got to redo it. Or they could say, you know what, we're going to eat this. Yeah, and then if they eat it, it's like 37 against yeah, the cap, something. and he's not there. So they, I mean, the because business... Remember Tony Romo? Tony Romo also had a really, really nasty... It was like a nasty escalator at the end of his that they basically had to eat it. You know, they were lucky that he just chose to retire, and I think they had to keep some of the money on the books. But I do think that they're going to get this thing done, but I feel like they've got all the leverage right now unless Dak was to win a Super Bowl for them. Hmm. But then you're going to find yourself in a really tricky situation where you've got, what, two of the highest-paid players on your roster? Lucky for them, they've got a lot of young guys that are still, like, on their rookie deal. So maybe Jerry's hoping, you know, you win a Super Bowl. And again, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. You win a Super Bowl, maybe you repeat it, and that's good enough for Jerry. I, I don't know. 2-0. 2 0 let's Super Bowl talk. Of but course. it's true, though. I mean, you look at this team, that's where they are, and that is the conversations that they are having right now. If we win the Super Bowl, what's my value going to be? That's why I think this is – I think the Cowboys would love to get a deal done with him. Hey, but uh -huh. I think – See, the peanut gallery's always got thought. Of course. Um, See, you're talking Super Bowls, man. Even the dogs don't want you talking that. <laughs> they're like, shush, shush, shush. Uh, I, I, I find the whole thing very, very interesting. But I, I think this is more Dak and his agent saying, nah, we don't like the offers you're bringing to the table for us. Uh, we'll see how this thing plays out. And, again, I just don't think you should fault 
anybody for for being greedy, so to speak, just because Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes were the type of guys that were like, let me take less money, or Aaron Rodgers, who said, I want to build up this team. Good stuff. Yeah, Jane Slater always. from the NFL Network. Follow her on Twitter, at Slater NFL. Time to feed the dogs, Jane. Appreciate it. We'll yeah, talk to you later. Yeah, appreciate it. Jane Slater on the Buyer's Barricades guest line, where they provide traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond. Online at buyersbarricades.com.